0: So the first uh, Big 12 football bowl game of the bowl season is the Texas Tech Red Raiders who will play Cal in the Independence Bowl this Saturday night in Shreveport, Louisiana. Wanted to uh, get the perspective of our friend, Jared Johnson, does great work for InsideTheRedRaiders.com. He's joining us on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Uh, Jared, let's just start big picture. If you told Tech fans before the season they'd be in this bowl game, they'd be unhappy. Uh, but you know what they had to rally a little bit late to get to a bowl game. So what's the mindset right now around this game and hopefully using it as a launching pad for 2024
1: Yeah, there's no doubt the season was a disappointment compared to preseason expectations. That's a given. I think that should be said first like you did, but there was a point where they were down to a true freshman quarterback um it looked bleak. I think everybody just assumed that Texas tech wasn't even going to go to a bowl game, uh, any bowl game. And for them to win three games like they did, uh, over TCU over at Kansas, that win at Kansas was really impressive and was a big time. I know this is overused, but gut check. It really was 16, 13 victory there in Lawrence. And then to come home and beat a UCF team, uh, who had been surging had just beaten Oklahoma state like 45 to three or something. I can't remember the exact score, but it was, you know, they were rolling. Uh, that was huge. And it did, uh, what it showed uh, was the Texas, the, the players, the Texas tech players gave a damn, to be honest, you know, cause they could have just packed it in and said, you know what, this season is going to be a disappointment. It's not what we thought it was going to be. And uh, you know, just give up. They didn't. And, You know, I've been calling it the who gives a dang bowl or whatever, you know, but they actually, you know, the independence bowl against Cal, another power five opponent. I think overall in terms of the way it went, I think it's the best, uh, it's the best result given the way the season's gone. That's the way Texas Tech fans seem seem to think. It's like, okay, this was a disappointment, but they kept the bowl streak going. That's three straight uh, bowl games in, in a row. They can build on it. Let's hit the portal. Let's recruit and then see what happens next year.
0: Yeah, um, and that's a great attitude to have. I mean, do you think one of these bowl games before Christmas always hit or miss, but uh, do you feel like there's going to be a a decent showing of support or is it kind of a wait-and-see approach?
1: I think there'll be a decent show of support. I don't think it's going to be crazy. Uh, There's a basketball game uh, against Vanderbilt in Fort Worth, and that's, of course, Texas Tech's biggest fan base is there in DFW. And uh, I, a lot of people already had that, uh, were already going to that game and having parties in DFW around that game on the same day. So they'll actually overlap. I think tip-off of, of that is 6.30 on Saturday, and then you got the 8.15 bowl game. So uh, there's a lot going on that might interfere. But overall, uh, it, you know, Red Raider fans are amazing. You see mm-hmm. it on social media. You see it, uh, in you know, in the arena. You see it anytime anybody – Talk smack about Texas Tech, how they defend, uh, you know, the program, and I, I know there's a lot of fans who have told me they're they're going to Shreveport and going to the game.
0: That's very cool. All right, so when you look at you know what this game can mean for next season, who are some guys? We know that Taj Brooks is coming back, but who are some guys that? What I always like about these bowl games, guys that you you know, fans really don't know, casual fans really don't know who could have one of those breakout games, and suddenly they're a hot name going into the next season. Are there guys like that, that that, you know, the casual Big 12 fan
1: should keep an eye on? Yeah, there's a true freshman uh, named Kelby Bowson who, uh, in high school there in DFW, and Ar- I think he went to Arlington Bowie, actually. He made a lot of, like, you know, they call it Mawson folks where, like, in traffic catches over, defenders and it's like is that going to translate into college ball and then i've seen him do it in practice on uh, multiple days and then the coaching staff's been talking about him a lot so i think he'll get an opportunity he's not going to start or anything but i think he'll get an opportunity to play and they haven't seen him this year and he's you know he's one of those dudes who's like 6-2 but plays like he's 6-4 or 6-5 and can run so he he might make a name for himself at least with Texas Tech fans. And uh, might put them on the uh, radar for for next season. That's somebody to watch. And then uh, in terms of Texas Tech fans, they they'll know them, but uh, big 12 fans, just casual uh, big 12 fans. Uh, Jacob Rodriguez and Ben Robertson inside line, those two inside linebackers. Because Jacob Rodriguez has been hurt a lot, uh, we haven't seen those two together, but I think they're going to be one of the best tandems uh, in the Big 12 next year in terms of inside linebackers. Ben Roberts was co-freshman, defensive freshman of the year uh, in the Big 12, and uh, part of that was because Jacob was hurt. But now those two guys are together, and I think they're two of the better players on the, on the whole team.
0: Very cool. Now, when you're looking at this team from a uh, quarterback position, I mean, we know uh, who left. We know Tyler Shuck is out. Frankly, with all the injuries, I wish him well. I want to see him succeed, but I just, you can't rely on this guy as a starter going in any season. So, what about Baron Morton, where you think this team is going to be at quarterback and where the mindset is going to be going into the offseason? Is he the guy, or is it still kind of a what can we land in the portal maybe?
1: Yeah, first off, I want to say Tyler Shuck is one of those, you know, you hear that and you're like, uh, somebody being sincere, but Tyler Shuck's a great dude. He really is. Mm-hmm. like, Uh, other than stay healthy, I don't know what else he could have done, you know? Yeah. Uh, And he didn't stay healthy, major injury, uh, all three years. But, uh, so I I do wish him well, but, you know, like you said, no, Bear Morton's a guy, it's his team. And he had a, uh, third degree, I'm no doctor, but this is what I was told. (laughs) Third degree, AC joint, uh, strain or sprain in his throwing shoulder, which really hurt him all year. I mean, he just didn't have the, throwing power um the the he has this lightning quick release one of the quickest releases i've ever seen in, in, in football and we just really didn't get a chance to see that because he, his shoulder was so banged up all year he's been healthy he even spent like i think more than a week without throwing at all uh, ahead of the bowl game and now everybody, everybody's saying he's 100 percent. i think he could have a really good bowl game against a cal secondary that's one of the worst in all of college football i think it's 127th out of 130 schools if you look at uh, ncaa stats in terms of passing yards allowed per game so i I think baron could have a big game big game saturday uh in the independence bowl and i think it could set them up for a big year next year tech's recruiting uh some pretty exciting receivers in the transfer portal and they got five star uh wide receiver micah hudson getting in early here this spring and uh a lot's expected of uh, the passing game with, with Morton running the show next year.
0: Well, you're right about that. Uh, the tr- the uh, recruiting by Joey McGuire ha- has been fantastic, and that's despite a season that, as you noted, didn't quite meet expectations. But these guys have stayed true to McGuire and to this program. So is that a testament to Joey, to Texas Tech, to both? How should we read into that?
1: I think it's a testament to all involved, the fact that these guys have been loyal, uh, these commits. They they have 11 11- Commits who were in the Texas top one hundred according to the twenty four seven sports hmm. uh, ranking So that's that's a lot. I mean, that's usually like before McGuire, that'd be three or four classes to get that many guys yeah. in the Texas top one hundred, uh, including you know, the, like I said, five star Michael Hudson and then four other four stars uh, and, and at positions that you don't normally see. Um, one of those, I remember Ellis Davis is a four-star offensive, uh, offensive tackle out of Prosper, Texas. And he was getting like inundated by supposed Texas tech fans on social media saying, we don't blame you if you leave and all, all kinds of nonsense like that. And he was like, we're not leaving. We are in a group chat. We're sticking, we're sticking by, you know, it's not just about this season. And I, I thought that was really impressive. And talking to some of these recruits is the relationships they have with the coaches. But I think, the way McGuire handled the disappointing start to the season, uh, the way he was upfront about it, the way he uh, comes across as genuine, not just to, uh, you know, recruits or their families, but to the fans and to his own team. I think, it speaks volumes to to who he is, and I think that's a big reason why they were able to keep this top twenty five class that's, together.
0: That's that's impressive. Now, uh, when it comes to the NIL side of this, uh, Texas Tech yeah. has been pretty uh, progressive in terms of staying ahead of the NIL curve, and has that helped them in this recruiting process? And if so, how much?
1: Yeah, a lot. Uh, they have a initiative set up, or it's not, of course, Texas Tech. They can't be associated with. The university, but you know, I mean, they all are, right? Uh, the, it's the Matador Club, and basically, what it does is it's not just football. They even have like a women's basketball, uh, baseball, of course, men's basketball as well. But a uh, hundred football players get twenty-five thousand dollars a year, and it's in monthly payments. And so that means the eighty-five scholarship players, but also fifteen walk-ons. So they've been able to land some really impressive preferred walk-ons, who normally like three-star guys, high three-star guys, who would normally end up, you know, going to maybe North Texas or uh, would have been like a West Virginia or Kansas before.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Kansas is on a different level now, but those kind of guys that you know sometimes they end up being really good players. Uh, so they're getting those guys to walk on with these twenty-five thousand dollar. Uh, NIL deal. That's guaranteed. That's just the base. So if you're a Taj Brooks first team All-Big 12 performer, running back, you know, running backs are always very popular on campus, good ones Uh, you get the $25,000 base and then all these other opportunities on top of that. So yeah and it also, it's good for culture you know, the uh, starting long snapper is getting that. You know what I mean? He's getting that help as well. It's not just the star
0: running back Well, that seems like the model. The question is then, what about the high end? I mean, you heard Matt Rule, uh, Nebraska's coach, say that a high-end quarterback now is going to cost you one to two million Um, dollars. You know, There's plenty of money out there in West Texas, but is that part of the Mm NL initiative where if they get a guy um, who is worth that kind of dough, they're going to pony it up or are they at risk of losing him to the portal?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it depends on the player. I don't think Texas Tech is operating in that sphere in terms of like, they're not going to pony up a couple million dollars for a five-star uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now there is some money uh, being like, I, I don't know the, the breakdown of say like a Micah Hudson, but I know that other schools are offering him more money than Texas tech was in terms of not Texas tech, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, cause you can't, like, I can't say the Texas tech coaches are offering the money. Cause that's not how it works. That mm-hmm. would be, there's not much illegal anymore, but I guess that would be illegal. <clears throat> but, you know, friends of the program uh, from other schools are offering more money than Micah Hudson and friends of the program, Texas Tech. But he still chose Texas Tech. So that's where it comes down to relationships still. They're operating uh, with that base, that 25000 for the 100 guys. But then, yes, some money for the bigger names, but they're not going crazy like, like Nebraska uh, in terms of – uh, you know, $5 million for a five-star quarterback. I just I, – I haven't heard anything like that with Texas Tech. I don't think that's what they're they're looking to do right now.
0: But it's fair to say Micah Hudson, five-star uh, recruit, had better NIL offers, whatever you want to call them, than Texas Tech. Uh, absolutely. Wow. That's impressive. So that leads me to Joey McGuire, who – Listen, uh, one of the appeals of Joe McGuire was his recruiting roots and how well he knows that state of Texas, going back to his high school coaching days. Something his predecessor Matt Wells really had no ties to. So it seems like mm-hmm. that's still paying off in a big way, and Joe McGuire still has that respect at the high school level.
1: Oh yeah, I, there's no doubt. I mean, people, if you talk to high school coaches, I just had a conversation this morning, uh, or you know, text conversation this morning. With the with the coach in Texas, high school coach in Texas, and he's just raving about. And he's an Aggie. This guy's an Aggie. He <laughs> played football for A and he's like, "Man, what a great guy Joey McGuire is! I'd do anything for him." And I, I've I've had that conversation with high school coaches. I I can't even count. Wow. Um, and it's because it's because he's McGuire is the type of dude that you always feel like you know. Some people you talk to and you feel like they can't wait to get away. They're just like, "Okay." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. McGuire the opposite. He always makes you feel like. He has more than enough time for you. Uh, he remembers, you know, like an interaction from a decade before that maybe you'd forgotten with him. Uh, and he always makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. And he does that with, with everybody. It reminds me a lot of Mac Brown. Mac Brown was like that. I covered wow. him some back in the day. And, and they're were, they were very similar in a lot of ways in terms of the CEO, CEO coaching style, the relationships within the high school coaching ranks in Texas, and, and, and all that
0: hmm. Really interesting. Uh, Jarrett Johnson inside the Red Raiders is on the show with us here at Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Always good to talk to him and talk some uh, Texas Tech. So when you look at where this basketball program is at, you mentioned all the things going on, the Vanderbilt game this weekend. A lot of uh, fans, of course, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area are going to be fired up for that. But big picture, they got a couple of losses, uh, Butler and Villanova. But where are Mm -hmm. we at, obviously, this year, Texas Tech, all the turnover, and what the outlook might be in a loaded Big 12?
1: Yeah, you said it, loaded Big 12. The basketball team actually looks better than I was expecting. I've been really impressed with Grant McCaslin, and I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical going on the season. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this guy's right or not. But here's some things I like about him. One – his players play defense for him. And that's a big part of coaching in college basketball Uh, Two, the offense actually looks better than it has. Like for all the great things uh, that Mark Adams did, uh, the Chris beard, Chris beard is a amazing coach. I know Texas tech fans hate him, but I mean, he is, he's a genius coach just flat out, but his offenses would get bogged down. You know, there was no flow at times. I just, that was my, my biggest criticism of him. McCastle's offense, there's a lot more flow to it. And I really like what I've seen from Joe Toussaint, who transferred in from West Virginia. That dude's a warrior at point guard, classic floor general type. Uh, Warren Washington's great rim protector and finisher around the rim. They lost Devin Cambridge, who transferred in from Arizona State. He was the guy. He was their versatile forward who, when they went small, would play big. He averaged 10 and points, five and a half rebounds, which is you know significant in itself. Uh, but he but he hurt his knee. He's out for the season. And that's a huge loss on both ends, uh, ends of the floor for Texas Tech. And that's going to be really difficult for this team to overcome. If they make the tournament after losing Cambridge this year, then, man, I I'll, I can't tell you how impressed I'd be uh, with McCausland. If if Cambridge was still here, I would say, hey, they have a really good shot at being middle of the pack of the best basketball conference in the country and going to the tournament. Now, just honestly, it's going to be an uphill battle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, when you look at uh, the rest of the schedule, I mean, this Vanderbilt game is probably the toughest they've got till conference play starts. And then conference play at Texas, not easy. Oklahoma State, Kansas State at Houston, BYU, Oklahoma. So the first, I mean, I'm looking here, uh, four ranked games in their first six to start Big 12 play in the month of January. I, it's just it, it's brutal. So murders row, man. Yeah. It's murders row. So Big I mean, Twelve
1: is, is legit. What I do mean, you think gets serious.
0: them? What gets them to the tournament? Like, if if you're putting a goal on conference record in the Big Twelve, I is it is it eight and ten, and you got a shot?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it is. And you know, they like for somebody like Texas Tech, it, then it de- depends on you know all the other statistics with your resume and your non-conference. Tech played. So far, it's played you know, a pretty competitive non-conference compared to the last couple of years. I mean, they went down to Atlantis and the Bahamas, and they won two games. And the most impressive performance of the year was them putting it on Michigan, really clamping down on the Wolverines. And, you, know, you mentioned Texas Tech lost to Villanova in the opening round there in Atlantis. And then the next day, they were playing Northern Iowa, who's a good team. I mean, you know, they're a mid-major, but they're a good team. Yeah. They were down 15 points in the second half. and I was thinking, this season's going to be terrible. They came back they showed yep. a fight. They won that game. They show up the, on the on the third and final day of Atlantis and just put it on Michigan. I think that's going to help them. I think uh, that win over Michigan if they can get to 8 wins in the Big 12 uh could help their resume, but uh 8 I mean honestly 8 wins sounds really difficult mm-hmm. just because of how good this Big 12 is. I mean, it's only going to get better with like Arizona and some of the other schools coming in. I mean, I It's going to be very difficult night in and night out uh, to, to consistently win in this conference moving forward.
0: So then what, I mean, to tie this all back to football, what would you say about Texas Tech fans and how they're feeling watching the Longhorns play in the college football playoff this year? What do they think? Do they have emotions or because they're leaving, they kind of don't care? It's out of sight, out of mind.
1: Oh, they have emotion. <laughs> I mean, I, they'd like to say, "Oh, we don't care." We okay. don't, of course, they care. Yeah. No, they have emotion. They have. Uh, I mean, after getting beat fifty-seven to seven in Austin, I mean, you could not have written a worse script. I mean, like what I've heard, and I, I agree with from Texas Tech's perspective. If you could have ended it last year, uh, you know if they, that that would have been the last year for yes. UT. And OU have been great. I mean, Tech beat both Oklahoma and Texas in the same year for the first time ever in football. Uh, was, you know, obviously competitive in basketball. And Texas had a really good basketball team last year. Mm-hmm. That was a team that if Beard, you know, if all the, his drama hadn't happened, I mean, they could have gone to a Final Four and maybe won it all. That was a dang good uh, Texas basketball team. But uh, going back to your question, no, if, if, if it could have ended last year the way it did with overtime victories over UT and OU, I think, you know, and the fact that both those teams were down last year, I think that would have been perfect, but that's not. You know, this is real life, mm-hmm. and uh, the truth is, Tech went to Austin, and you know, UT literally dunked on them. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, we're playing all the the Commissioner Yormark message and all that on the on the jumbotron, yeah. and it was it was uh, again. I, if you're if you're UT, you couldn't have written a better script to end that, and uh, it was the opposite for Texas Tech. I and mean, that's you just gotta you gotta eat it. You know, I mean, what else yeah. can you do? You just got to take it and move on.
0: I guess the last thing to say then is, uh, you know, to all of Tech Nation, go Huskies, right? <laughs>
1: That's the feeling
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: what? Like, a lot of people are like that. And uh, anybody in you know, my customers are going to hate me saying this, but mm-hmm. I'm a Texan. I'm yeah. born and raised, uh, lived my whole life in Texas. So I'm not, I'm not rooting against Texas. I'm mm-hmm. not, I know it gets so bloods and crips in college yeah. football, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to root for some team in the Pacific Northwest over a team from Texas, but that's just me. He is uh, Jared Johnson.
0: Always interesting. Inside the Red raiders.com. Find him everything Texas Tech. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey, Pete, I always enjoy coming on your show.
0: Thanks for having me. He's the man. If you're a tech fan or even just a Big 12 fan interested in tech, inside the Red Raiders.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Hey, before you go, would you hit the five star on the podcast? Please. Christmas for us. What do you say? Uh, helps us more than you realize subscribe to the show and if you want the koozie the heartland college sports koozie leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to pete mundo m-u-n-d-o at heartlandcollegesports.com also on the message boards just so you know we've got a um, sign up for you we're doing a giveaway kind of like a bowl mania deal at heartland college sports Uh, we're giving away merchandise to our winners so go to heartlandcollegesports.com click on the members forums tab at the top sign up Uh, you'll see it under the big 12 section big 12 football section of the forums and it's free to enter it's free to sign up and um, have some fun with us challenge the staff in our big 12 bowl mania be sure to check it out and we'll talk to you guys soon take care